What's up, everybody? This is the Good Kraken Show. I am one of your hosts, Ernell Pearson, alongside the inevitable one, Devin Stanford. Hey, 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 what's cracking, Ernell? What's happening, baby? Dude, how was your weekend, man? It was good, you know? I went to the river, did, did some dog walks, watched mm-hmm. my dog play in the water. Oh, yeah, you know, dude. it was just a good weekend, you know? Yeah. How about you, man? It, you know, it was a good relaxing weekend. I got I, I got pretty busy for the second half of it because band stuff, and then you know mm. uh, I uh, went and hung out with uh, with the homegirl and her soon to be husband. They actually oh. asked me to ordain their wedding. Oh, dude! Awesome. So that was that was exciting news. Yeah, it was. It's uh, it's awesome. So they were talking to me about plans and stuff, <laughs> and, you know, things that they're wanting to do. It was it was good stuff, man. It was a fun weekend. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Ordaining a wedding is like a bucket list thing for me. So, dude, Man, yeah. I, like, I didn't even realize how like how much I wanted to do that until they asked me. And I was like, yo, like I'm actually like super stoked about this. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's awesome, dude. You know what, though? Like you, you just got you got to reach out. Like if you hear about any of your <laughs> your homies that are like getting, you know, getting getting the lockdown in, just be like, hey, just let you know i'm a host on a podcast so i can talk good <laughs> well i mean talking good is debatable let's be honest <laughs> nah nah dude you're good you talk good you talk good dude don't 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 sell yourself short man you'd ordain the fuck out of a wedding you know what i mean oh yeah oh you yeah do, you do a great job man you can go up there and be like uh uh do we gather here today to talk about some great Silent Hill. I mean, oh, sorry, shit. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong show, guys. Wrong show. <laughs> imagine, imagine the possibilities of you going up there and just talking Mass Effect. We're, we're here to talk about Bridesmaids 3. <laughs> yep, yep, Bridesmaids 3. The, uh, the seminal sequel to Bridesmaids 2 from 2014. <laughs> Why have they not made a Bridesmaid game yet? You know what I mean? Can we talk about that? <laughs> there probably is some weird one out there floating on, around on Steam. On Steam, on Steam? yeah, like a br- bridesmaid simulator. Some weird like sixth party game. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so down, man. Like, let me play that for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm Hell saying, yeah. dude? Like, we, yeah. I didn't know I needed that either. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine the hours you could burn just on bridesmaid simulator, dude. Like, <laughs> for real. That'd be well, cool. man. What are we talking about today? Uh, you know, Devin, we're not talking about being a bridesmaid. <laughs> I'll tell you that, dude. Today, we're talking about taking a step towards justice, PlayStation pumping the brakes, and Asian representation with superpowers, because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, a show for nerdy, marginalized peoples giving you the video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear every Tuesday and Saturday at 7 p.m. and 1 p.m. respectively. If you're watching live, like carbot14xyz is, you can submit questions and topics <laughs> at tinyurl.com slash gksubmissions to be a part of the show. If you're having a good time so far, you can watch us record the show live and ad free by subscribing at twitch.tv slash good show. If you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. We would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for you. We have tons of stuff that we want to do and we want to show it to all of you. But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in the about section of our Twitch page right below you 
and clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken and leaving a review there. Let's talk a little bit of planner work here before we get into our news segments, Devin. Uh, we want to give out another reminder here to please donate to the Dante Wright family. Um, we have the GoFundMe uh, for their family directly in the About section of our Twitch channel. Uh, you can see the panel down there below. Please click that link and uh, put some money towards that family who lost someone entirely too early. We we you know we want to support them as much as we possibly can. So uh, alongside that, episode seven of the uh, Good Cracking Show is up now on YouTube and podcast services for your viewing and listening pleasures. We talked a lot about horror games and uh, and how what we think horror games can be doing here in the near future. Uh, we talked a lot about Resident Evil, which was a really fun talk uh, going over the showcase uh, presentation that they had early last week. Uh, starting this Thursday, we're going to be streaming my first real playthrough of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, spoopy. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed. My my heart's beating just thinking about it. It's going to be spoopy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm ex- I'm all down for the spoop, dude. We're going to be here at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here at twitch.tv slash Show. Come in. Come hang out with us. Uh, give me the spoops. Give me all the spoops. It's going to be a good time. On Saturday, uh, this Saturday, 1 p.m., we're going to be joined finally by Wreck-It Raven, uh, a wonderful Twitch streamer uh, who's going to be coming on here to talk about being a woman in color in the gaming industry. Unfortunately, she was supposed to be here last Saturday, but she got her second uh, vaccination shot and she wasn't feeling too hot afterwards. So we wanted to give her a week to kind of heal up and you know do what she can to get lots of rest and feel a little bit better. Um, after that episode on Saturday, uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're having Genesee Gabrielle of the Let's Get Bitchin' podcast joining us again for another crossover episode, except this time we're going to be talking a full review and analysis of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier after the final episode airs on <sighs> Thursday night slash Friday morning. I am so fucking hyped for that, man. Dude. I am so... Uh, I just want to talk hyped. about that show. I know, <laughs> dude. I know, I know. My my heart has just been fluttering since that last episode that we had. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we have a Drax660 in the uh, in the chat that says, Kiss Amos for me, Devin. Oh, yeah. That's my yeah. friend, Sam. Oh, <laughs> Sam, dude. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome Welcome to the show. Um, yeah. So let's let's kind of dive straight into the news here. We got some uh, some really awesome stuff to talk with you guys about today because there was a lot of news that happened uh, over, over the weekend, over the past few days, and even today. Uh, so got some some great stuff going on here, and we had to pick just from a large batch the few that we wanted to talk about. So let's get into the important juicy stuff here. Um, first things first, Derek Chauvin found guilty of all three charges for killing George Floyd. This comes from Eric Levinson and Aaron Cooper at CNN. It was a really long article. I condensed it down to three, what I felt were just important paragraphs to kind of summarize the entire situation here. So the former Minneapolis police officer who knelt on George Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes last year was found guilty Tuesday of all three charges against him in one of the most consequential trials of the Black Lives Matter era. Derek Chauvin, 45, was convicted of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. The jury deliberated for more than 10 hours over two days before coming to their decision. The second-degree murder charge said Chauvin assaulted Floyd with his knee, which unintentionally caused Floyd's death. 
The third-degree murder charge said Chauvin acted with a depraved mind, quote-unquote, and the manslaughter charge said that said his, quote, culpable negligence, unquote, caused Floyd's death. I don't need to really read much more than that because all of us have been seeing this all over the news for the past seven, ten months, even longer than that. Um, this is wonderful news. Yeah. This is amazing. We are mm-hmm. taking steps towards a justice that we want to see in this world. Fuck Derek Chauvin. Fuck yep. him. And uh, if you fucking argue with this shit, fuck you too. Anyways, other, other than that, I don't have much else to say. I mean, this was, it, it took too long. That's all I got to say behind that. Entirely too long. And you know what? There's going to be some people that, that, that see this episode that are going to be flabbergasted that we're on here talking you know on a podcast that's supposed to be about video games and media talking about some uh some social economics and and you know social stuff here that's really important uh fuck off if <laughs> you know it's just like because yep. because here's the deal this this podcast started as a safe place for marginalized people and it will continue to be a safe place for marginalized people and we will support justice for marginalized peoples in every which way that we possibly fucking can so if you are down to celebrate with us even though it's we still have so much more work to be done in this world and there's still so much to be done and so much so many more steps we have to take for real true justice this is a step and I will tell everyone at home, all of our listeners, all of our viewers, this is awesome news. Allow us to celebrate for a bit because little things like this make a difference in the world and we're taking mm-hmm. the right steps to there. So, yes, on, you know, there it's been a, a very long-winded situation with with this case and it makes me happy to see that we're we're finally getting pointed in the right direction. Absolutely, know. man. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I hope it is a sign that, you know, we will be continuing to move in that right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that people will be held accountable for the things that they do, man. You know, cause that's, that's mm-hmm. really what all this is about. It's just making sure that people are being held accountable for, you know, taking the lives of people that aren't supposed to have their fucking lives taken. You know, we just want some fucking accountability, man. We just want some accountability. You, me, people of color all over the world, marginalized people all over the world. We, we just want people to be held responsible for the shitty things that they do. And Derek Mm -hmm. Chauvin did something shitty. And now he's going to pay a fucking price for it. Good for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like 100%. Good for fucking us, man. So with with no further ado, you know, celebrate, guys. Have have mm-hmm. some have some some drinks with us yep. about this. Cheers, Cheers to that, Arnell. guys. Cheers, Devin. Cheers, baby. That's what we do. Mm. 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 Sweet silent steps towards justice. I love it. Devin, do you want to take on the second news story? Absolutely. Me, my friend? Go ahead and hit that for me, man. So this story actually got me a little excited to tell you the truth because this was bumming me out. But the PlayStation Store on PS3 and PS Vita will actually continue operations. This comes straight from the PlayStation blog. So recently we notified players that PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita devices was planned to end this summer. 
Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today, I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP commence functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021, as planned. Um, when we initially came to this decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations. I'm glad that we can keep a piece of our history alive for gamers to enjoy while we continue to create cutting-edge new games for PS4, PS5, and the next generation of VR. Thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We're always listening, and we appreciate the support from our PlayStation community. So, I'm stoked on this. How about you? What a great decision, man. Absolutely. To, to, to just, just stop, listen to what the community is saying, and just just take a couple steps back, man. Yep. Like they they I you know, and it's tough because I saw a lot of people going into the situation on tons of forums mm-hmm. and some gaming groups and stuff. Yeah, uh, talking about how they thought this was a massive business ploy that they were trying to that PlayStation was more than likely trying to get everyone to mm-hmm. buy a bunch of PSP shit before they closed down the store and. You know, I'm not going to dig into the whole tinfoil hat crap here, okay? Not everything a, a corporate company does is going to be some deep, dark conspiracy, all right? What I will mm-hmm. say is that they, they fucked up, they screwed up, and they openly were transparent about them screwing up. Yep. Because I don't know if you saw it, but... Uh, 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 um, uh, God, the CEO of PlayStation... Um, I forget his name. I saw my head. Here, I don't know because because I keep th- I keep I thinking look. of Phil Spencer today, and I'm like, no, wrong guy, wrong guy. Anyways, uh, he posted a tweet, I believe, earlier today, saying, "Hey, like Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan, that's right. Thank you, Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan." So Jim Ryan posted out a tweet, I believe, today, basically saying, "Hey, we're sorry, like we're trying to fix this, and this mm-hmm. is our way of fixing it." And so it's it's. It's awesome because, you know, it it's a sign really that like, you know, we're kind of getting like little tiny tidbits every here and there of these massive video game companies coming in, making a bad move and then trying their hardest to try to fix it as much as they possibly can. Obviously, not every company in the gaming industry is doing that. And I'm sure we can yeah. attest to a few ugly bugs there. But um, PlayStation doing this is awesome because a really important yeah. conversation here is how we value legacy in video games. How do we mm-hmm. archive these games in a way that Microsoft is doing in an incredibly mm-hmm. And how is PlayStation going to do that as well? So, yeah, yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I I think there's no reason why the PS5 shouldn't just be backwards compatible through these generations, especially three, four and five. You know, it's I mean, we're, we're very spoiled, you know, with Xbox. But like, look at look at a PC games from 
every generation the the scope and scale of gaming on pc is astronomical you can't even you can't even uh, begin to compute what the history is there so and and if you are going to close those stores why not have a plan to move that content into the new generation of stores to you know preserve those games if if why not you know reallocate your assets so that way it's still focused on that platform you know but i mean i actually have a ps3 and you were talking to me about getting heavy rain and since they're not closing these stores maybe uh Maybe I'll fire up the old PS3 and mm-hmm. get heavy rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're gonna be playing Man of Madon, dude. Like you got, you got to yeah. get back into that, uh, that story, uh, story click and click. Yeah, little little experience again. Get warmed up into it, man. But exactly. heavy, heavy rain is definitely not a game to miss for sure. Yeah, and I've never played it. But you know, the other thing is that I want to say about this. This is the one of this is the second time an industry leader this year has revoked what they said they were going to yes, do. Yes, it is. And, yes, it is. And I think it's really important to notice that these multi-billion dollars, trillion dollar for one of them companies are actually listening to their community. And when somebody says it's a bad idea, they change it, which is nice. You know, yeah. it's all within reason, but it's really cool to actually see huge corporate companies like this actually agree with their fan base and their consumers and, you know, put things in their favor. It's a good change pace. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's 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 nice mainly because like like gaming has become so massive in just the past few years that it's like their their player base, their fan bases and stuff are bigger than they ever have been. And so it's mm. like it's you know it's it's crazy to see that we're in we're in a situation where massive corporate companies have communities and they know they have communities and when they make a really bad move those communities are going to speak out about it and these corporate companies aren't going to just shaft them they're going to actually do something to make things right and it's it's little things like that that make me so proud to be involved in in video gaming mm-hmm. and in the video game industry now like because we get to be a part of this massive movement where video game companies can start leading by an example that all companies should be doing mm-hmm. you know it's like if you're if your customers if your fan base if your communities are outraged about something that you messed up on there's nothing wrong with just saying yo we're sorry. Let's let's kick this back a little bit and let's fix this. And they did. They fixed mm-hmm. it to the best of their ability. I mean, they're 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 still not reopening back the regular PSP stuff. But mm-hmm. let's be real here. There's not really any reason for them to do so when they have the PS Vita. But Crisis Core. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. No. Well, well granted, though, Crisis Core is about to come out on the new Final Fantasy VII yeah. package. So it's yeah. like. You know, they, Which they have I'm, a good replacement for that. So I'm excited for that. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's going to be great. The, just the battle system from the Final oh, Fantasy VII I remake. Know, I know. And did you see that art style? 
Oh, oh that art style or like all the pocket man back. oh i yeah. love it i love it dude like and and kind of having it be sort of like a combination of you know the mm -hmm. original game the new game like sort of spliced together yeah. i don't want to derail too much you know because I, I, I digress but uh one, yeah. one of the the cool things i want to bring up too is uh is paris mm -hmm. lily actually hosted an episode of, of kind of funny games daily today uh -huh. and one of the things that he talked about on the subject was that you know, one one of their big like bad steps that they took on doing this that PlayStation did on this was was telling everybody, hey, we're going to be shutting down this stuff without giving a proper replacement for what the what these things were that they were shutting yeah. down beforehand. And so, you know, and and obviously they've they've grown cognizant of that. They they realize like what they were doing before it was too late and before people could start burning PlayStation to the ground. But uh, you know, they like I it's it's interesting that Pierce brought it up and I, I wanted to bring it up too because it kind of points at this really cool potential chance that because they took a step back on this, there is potential for them to have some place more thorough for them to archive these games or mm -hmm. or we're looking at potential for the ps5 to do some of that backwards compatibility that we were yeah. talking about and they just haven't announced yeah. something yet you know there, there's yep. a lot there's a lot of opportunity here there's a lot of potential mm -hmm. here and you know like i said i want to throw away my tinfoil hats i'm not going to dig too deep into it but mm -hmm. i don't know how you felt about you know a little bit less or deeper than just surface level how you felt about something like that yeah well that's like what i was getting at earlier when i was saying you know it if you were going to shut down those those uh stores then why not reallocate those resources and do the game preservation just make the ps5 backwards compatible just combine like put all that content within to the ps5 store or or maybe make a game pass mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why you know where yeah. sony Where's your game pass? That's that's pretty much what everybody keeps asking. And why not make that maybe or or maybe not even call it that. Why they could literally uh, like do like a his historical like Sony like yeah. branding they, or they something. Could, they know? could do like PlayStation <laughs> now now. Yeah. Now. Or or as they say on DLC, PlayStation plow. <laughs> <laughs> they do say that they do say that i love it dude i love it uh let's go ahead and use that to segue into the next segment here because this next segment definitely plows i can tell you that my dude yeah. uh we have here a shang chi trailer breakdown uh marvel released a first official trailer for the new film outcome up and coming marvel film shang chi uh this is is marvel finally giving us the real mandarin coming from ign i didn't have a there they didn't have a full author like on this part because it was just sort mm -hmm. of a quick breakdown of the video uh but we'll just run over this real quick guys so at long last the first trailer for shang chi and the legend of the ten rings is here we still don't know much about the plot of this MCU movie, but one thing is clear. The movie is all about dis the dysfunctional relationship between Simu Lu's Shang-Chi and his father Tony Lung's Wen Wu. Oh, and lots and lots of punching. Let's take a closer look at this new footage and what it reveals about Wen Wu and the other colorful villains in the first MCU martial arts movie, including the Mandarin. And 
the trailer was dope. They had lots of ass kicking in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is directed by Destin Danielle Cretton and uh, produced by Kevin Feige and Jonathan Schwartz with Louise D. Esposito, Victoria Alonso, and Charles Newworth serving as executive producers. Uh, David Callahan and Destin Daniel Cretton and Andrew Lanham wrote the screenplay for the movie, which appear, opens in theaters on September 3rd, 2021. We all remember Iron Man 3's Mandarin, who actually turned out to be an actor named Trevor Slattery, played by Sir King Ben Kingsley. Uh, the character would return in the short All Hail the King, where we learned there was a real Mandarin somewhere out there that he was none too pleased with Slattery. And now, based on the Shang-Chi trailer, it looks like we may finally get to meet the MCU version of this classic Marvel villain. Oh, son! This trailer was so hype, dog! It was so hype! It was so hype. Oh, my God. It's so good. I, you know, I, I rewatched it right before the podcast mm-hmm. and I wanted to say it looked like he was Shang-Chi was facing against a whole army. And I saw some mystical creatures in the background. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, so here, here's the thing is I, I think I think maybe something like that was a little bit more of like a flashback of like what the Ten Rings yeah. kind of came to be. My interest is that there is a tournament setting in this film and you can see some tournaments so like the cage fighting scenes in the yeah. trailer and that was a really big part of the Shang-Chi comic books that is going to be dope doing like a sort of small tournament sort of setting thing but yeah. okay here though okay that training montage that we got yeah. the training montage in the yeah. beginning of the trailer let's go Devin let's go dude dude I, it was just so cool like if you paid attention to that trailer very closely when he's punching, you can see the wood like slowly caving in from him <laughs> punching it to uh. let's go, dude. I'm so hype. I'm so yeah. hype, man. It's it's like I because because we 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 would have done a reaction to it, but unfortunately both of us got ended up being a little bit too busy. But mm. I watched the trailer later on in the day, just in case we would end up doing it. I will finally watched it after we confirmed. Okay, sure. I was it was like nine o'clock at night and I was like, bro, bro, this is unreal. This is yeah. unreal. Like it it it's it's to the point where it doesn't even feel like a Marvel movie. It doesn't it really feel doesn't. like a Marvel movie. It it looks like like a really action packed Jet Li movie. Like right? straight up. Like like I got like, big time like the one. Vibes. You know what it kind of looks like? It looks like it almost looks like um you remember that video game Streets of L.A.? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm so like, glad you, know you remember that vibe that, I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. that, that vibe is mm-hmm. like there mm-hmm. a little bit, oh, dude, you know, dude. I'm so so. <laughs> so. And and Aquafina being in it is going to be a really really good mix because and and yeah. one of the main reasons and we're going to be talking this a little bit about this a little bit later. Um, the representation mm. of this movie is sick fucking it's on point sick making making sure that everyone was asian that we were getting east and just east asian representation in this fucking mm. movie was so important and we were wanting to make sure that they didn't screw that up and boy did they not screw that up at no, all not at, at all. all dude like even the death dealer the thing that shang chi's fighting in the whole trailer yeah. oh my god God, they make it look so good. I, oh, my heart, my fucking heart, man. Yeah, the it, it's on point, and like I, I can't stop thinking about what Shang Chi's place is going to be in the Marvel at 
you know, just the whole MCU right now. Like, I can't wait to see how they integrate him with <laughs> other characters and stuff because well, it's going to, well, they're bringing Charlie Cox on, right? Mm-hmm. For Spider-Man three, mm-hmm. they're officially like, it's always been tied to the MCU, but they're officially putting him in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Daredevil actually has quite a few interactions with Shang-Chi. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing here though, mm-hmm. is Shang-Chi is in San Francisco in this movie. And there is one Marvel hero that we've seen so far who is also in San Francisco. Do you know who that is, Devin? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm having a brain fart. I mean, I I know Venom is in San Francisco. Mm, yeah, but that's, that's not the direction we're going for here. Ant-Man. Ant-Man, my friend, is oh, in fucking San Francisco. Shit. Can That's you imagine right. a Ant-Man Shang-Chi crossover with, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, imagine just seeing Paul Rudd get his ass kicked the whole time. He's getting his ass beat the entire time. I am so down. I am so that down. That also means the Wasp as well. You know? The Wasp. The Wasp. That also yeah. means that we can get Agent lee in there to fuck around as oh. well too like are you telling me dude i can imagine in my head a scene of like shang chi like like beating lee's ass for a second and then <laughs> yeah. lee just being like i don't know anything i don't, I have nothing to defend myself with you're doing that sort of like anti-asian stereotype yeah. trope like that'd be yeah. fucking great i would love that dude i am so hyped so yeah september so, 3rd of this year man i am going to it. Get the shit out of Let, that. Let's go. Let's go see it opening mm. night together. Mm, I will happily rent a theater with you for that. I yeah, let's go do rent it. The theater for you with, with you. Let's, oh yeah, let's gosh, start man. looking into it. Ooh, it's gonna be yeah. so hyped, dog. It's well, gonna be so speaking hyped. of Agent Lee, though, mm-hmm. can we talk about how there needs to be an Agent Lee series that's similar to uh, X Files, where he just investigates strange like anomalies and like. Pe- and like interesting people all the time. We, we, like there's a different thing every episode. We deserve that. Okay. We deserve it. We deserve it. We demand right? it. I, there's, so there's two yeah. things. There's two things that I want. Okay. I want that. And I want a documentary about the blip. Those are the two things that I want. I want them to do a sort of like mockumentary thing about talking about Thanos snapping half the world and what the world yeah. was like for those five years. So that's one thing I want. But this X-Files Agent Lee shit would be so dope right? with with let's let's just play around here. OK, Kat Denning along with him. We yeah. have Kat Denning yeah. and him. Yeah. Doing so it, like, you know, it would be really cool because they could actually cameo like MCU characters in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they can get like they can get freaking, you know, Spider-Man involved on some weird case, you know, in New York or something or like, yeah. you know, like or like Fat Thor again, maybe. Who oh. knows? <laughs> well, I mean, he's in, he's in space right now, but you know, I get, yeah, I get where you're going with that. I'm getting where you go yeah. with it. Uh, even Shang-Chi. We can get Shang-Chi and, yeah, and, and Shang-Chi. Ant-Man in there and they help out with some yeah. stuff too. Oh, yeah. it'd be so dope. It'd be so dope. I yeah. mean, we're still a little a little out there right now. I mean, they could do yeah. something like that, but ooh, that'd be a lot of fun. But with that said, um, let's move into our next news story. Devin, do you want to take this one again? Yeah, so... um. Also, hype. Mm. Michael also Keaton hype. will play Batman in The Flash. Publicist says Eric Fredrickson from GameSpot. Rumors have been swirling since last June that the upcoming Flash film is set to go way of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, with two versions of Batman appearing in the film. 
After speculation and recent doubt, Keaton is now set to repraise his role as Batman in The Flash, according to The Wrap. Yo! Uh, Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton's talent agency, ICM Partners, confirmed to The Wrap that Keaton will indeed appear in the film. While rumors started back in June, Keaton himself threw all that into doubt in a March interview with Deadline. There, Keaton said the COVID situation in the UK would determine everything. The actor said that the pandemic was informing all of his decisions for upcoming roles. Um, Quote, is this thing going to kill me? Literally. And you know, if it doesn't, then we talk. End quote, Keaton said. The scale of the long in development live action film will likely be quite different. We haven't heard word of Jason Momoa or Gal Gadot appearing in the film just yet. Uh, Godot, sorry. (laughs) Choking on my words here. For example, but it looks like Warner Brothers is still hoping to push the Flash into some weird places. In addition to Keaton, Ben Affleck will appear as Batman. That's right, to Batman. Or Batman, they should say. Perhaps the biggest casting news, though, is that Sasha Kale will appear in the film as Supergirl a character who hasn't seen the silver screen since the 1984 Supergirl film starring Helen Slater. So, yo, I'm actually really interested in this. I'm so damn, dude. I remember the Batman back in the day, being Mm -hmm. a kid, growing Mm -hmm. up on those VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Penguin. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, but like, you know, let's be real here, okay? Michael Keaton is a fucking phenomenal actor. All right. His part yeah. as Vulture in Homecoming. Oh my yeah. lord. Oh my lord. And then yeah. you know every everything else he freaking does. One of my favorite parts of his is in The Other Guys, which is a wonderful movie. And he plays oh, a yeah. wonderful <laughs> character. <in that> movie. <laughs> don't, oh, don't don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Work. Work. Um, <laughs> I love him so much. And I think because I can kind of see what they're going for here is I I don't I don't think they're trying to do a particularly a like Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse thing or like what they're doing with Spider-Man No Way Home. What I think they're they're talking about here is poten- is the potential for a m- current day and a Old like Batman. future, you know, something like yeah. that or or it could be a flashback of the old quote unquote Batman passing off the mantle to Ben Affleck's new Batman. You know, there's there's a yeah. lot of a lot of different really cool things that they could do in here. I don't see Michael Keaton, obviously because it's a flash movie, I don't see Michael Keaton being a like main role in this film. I have a theory. Okay. Okay. It, okay. It, this is tinfoil hat. This is uh, yeah. as Paris Lily would say, conspiracy Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is something that everybody's been asking for too. Mm-hmm. How about old man Batman Michael Keaton, Ooh. but Batman Beyond? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Devin, my dude, I that was my that was my I'm hype robot dance. Let's fucking yeah. go, dude! I was I'm, so again, down for that. Tinfoil hat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Batman Beyond. Now, who who would they have play Batman though? In, in, 
in Batman Beyond, who would be your choice? Because I honestly could not even tell you who I want. I, I, I kind of want to see some new talent come out, you know, you don't want to see, you don't want to see George Clooney reply, reprise his role. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about, Oh, you're talking oh about new Batman, like, like beyond like, Batman. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. okay. I yeah. didn't know if you're talking about old Bruce Wayne or, okay. No, so imagine like Michael Keaton as mm-hmm. old Bruce Wayne mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in yep. Batman beyond world. Yep. You're speaking to me. Era. Okay. So hear me out. Yeah. Right. Hear me out here. There is a specific thing that we never fucking got that we should have fucking got. And for whatever reason, they just didn't do it. Okay. And I think that something like that would be a great way to pay us back for them not doing something. Can you think of what I'm thinking of, Devin? Do do you know what's on the tip of my tongue right now? Okay. A good Robin. Uh, you, you know, you're right. You're going <laughs> in the right direction. You're going in the right direction because Nightwing? there is because there is a very specific uh, Nightwing. One, one would call him Joseph Gordon Levitt that could have and should Big have. Nightwing. Oh my god! I'm so fucking mad they didn't uh, give us they, that. that. They. I oh. know that there were there were some rumored scattered plans that they were supposed to continue that specific Batman universe with a Nightwing movie. I know that's what the plan was. I wanted it so bad, Devin. I Me too. So I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh He's my, my fucking... God. Uh, I wanted it so bad. And those movies were so good, dude. Like, they could have done yeah. so much going forward with that. But you know what, though? They give us three wonderful movies, amazing yeah. movies with the Dark Knight series. Not a single one was bad. Not a single one was bad. And I, there are some people out there that'll disagree us, disagree with us, but uh, shut up. Sh- shut up. Shut up. Don't yeah. be, don't be a, a nerd, okay? Fucking nerd hair. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> Those movies were phenomenal. And I, I just, you know, it, it's unfortunate that when we get something so good like that, that we just ache for more and more and more and more and more. And more. And I just, and I just, more and more and more and more and more. And another one, another one, another one, you know, and I just want every single bit of it in and around my life as much as I possibly can. Uh, you know, to kind of wind back here to the Michael Keaton stuff, though, it's like, it's 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 interesting to think about you know how many different directions that they could take this and i mean because i could be wrong he could be a main character in this flash movie now that i like really think about it they could definitely use him as sort of a like hey here's the old man bruce wayne it could be a thing too where the flash finally learns to go back in time you know something like that there's or or forward in time forward in time too you know or to different universes could, entirely. Well, does does Flash get involved with that? I I was way I'm more of a sure. Marvel kid than I was a DC kid. I, I'm but. pretty sure he does. I mean, I didn't. Again, same. But because uh, I know, I know, know, in like the Snyder Cut, for example, they were starting to touch a lot on the cosmic treadmill, which was the you know how Flash was able to sort of slow down time by him moving faster. Um, you know, and so them touching on that obviously sort of like highlight some things that they're potentially going to do like in the near future. But I can't for the life of me think if they ever touch them yep. like they do. So, okay. so, okay. So I was, I, I watched the, uh, the TV show flash for a while for sure, for sure. and, um, and, uh, 
the Flash can travel between parallel universes. Okay, they okay. confirmed it in the TV show. Okay, dope, so, dope. And and I do know that a lot of these these DC shows are trying to canonize a lot of a lot of things that happen in there. So it's you know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that said that. What a scapegoat they DC has. The fact that they have the Flash, they could literally just reboot I everything know, dude, so I easy. Know, <laughs> dude, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Uh, Ezra Ezra Miller is confirmed for that part, right? For the for the Flash. Yeah, movie? Ezra Ezra Miller is playing the Flash. This is a continuation off of uh, Justice League. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah because yeah, ben, ben Affleck is still involved. Um, this this kind of gives me hope to get another batman movie hopefully mm-hmm. with affleck i i'm not gonna lie i did actually like him more after seeing the Zack snyder cut i did like him a little bit more you no know, i i it's surprising enough and here here's my thing okay so i'm i'm surprisingly not that overcritical of movies and actors and stuff i like a lot of really shitty things and i like a lot of things that other people think are shitty that i don't think are that bad i really enjoyed at bat flack bat flick bat, bat, yeah. ben affleck as batman i enjoyed yeah. him as batman i thought that he was personally my favorite batman you know besides christian bales um you know of all of them throughout my my course of life i don't know if you can agree with that yourself or not but i i i i feel like he's third best that okay. we've had so far okay who are your first two okay bale Okay, Keaton, mm-hmm. Affleck. Nice. Okay, cool. That's a, that, I would say that too. That's a fair statement. That's a yeah. fair statement. I I just think Ben Affleck makes such a good Bruce Wayne that like mm-hmm. it makes up for how just like eh, his Batman is. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like Christian Bale's Wayne was almost better. Though. I hated his Wayne. I he hated his Wayne a, so much. He, he was an actual like playboy, though. You know what he I mean? Was, and they was, and they and they showed it, and he lived it in in the movies. Yeah, where yeah. we haven't seen any of that with with Ben Affleck. Yeah, really. see, my my thing is like every time. And at 30 years old, every time that I think of Batman in like a context of like how I see him in my head, like what he should like, mm-hmm. my like my mind navigates towards um like like live action Batman forever. So we have a very square faced, mm-hmm. chiseled jawline, stacked out big guy Batman. And Christian Bale just wasn't that for me. You know, no, like he didn't, he was, he didn't he have wasn't. that that thick boy vibe where he was a big, tall dude. He did come off as suave, and I will yeah. give him that much. You know, yeah, but. that's what I mean. He was suave. He looked like he was rich. <laughs> okay, and, okay, fair enough. Fair and enough. Uh, <laughs> also, though, the intelligence that the Christian Bale yeah. Batman had, or Bruce yeah. Wayne, I should say, and the way that it showed him like doing his research and and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. It is just very good. I know. But dude, Michael Keaton coming back. Mm. Like, I'm actually stoked. I grew up Mm. on those movies. You Mm. know, I know, Um, man. I know it's hype. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. so I'm I'm wondering if they're going to maybe introduce the show Flash if they're trying to make. Because there are multiple flashes, multiple flashes. There's a ton of them. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder if so if they're talking about making the shows canon, like I know they're talking about Arrow. I know you know mm-hmm. we got Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he came into um, the Deathstroke that came into uh, the Zack Snyder cut. 
is the same death stroke from Green Arrow, the TV show. It's is the it? same actor and yeah, it's the same actor and everything. No shit, yeah. really? That cuz yeah. that's uh Michael um fuck the the dude he he's in Magic Mike. I know. Oh. Wait, no, no. <laughs> not not the Arrow. I'm going to redact that. Not okay, the okay, Arrow, okay. but the the TV show Titans on HBO. Oh. oh it's the same death stroke oh. from that. So maybe they're going to take that and make that canon into the DCU. Mm, okay. Okay. And they do also have the Doom Patrol with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> that is also DCU. That, oh, so. dude. It's it's fun to think about, especially because, like, DC has been, like, needing to make some come-ups for a while now. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's been, you know, some very unfortunate pieces of content that they have put out for the DCEU um, that, you know, we don't really need to get too too much into but uh i will i will say that they are starting to make some some good steps because that new suicide squad trailer actually looked super hype it yeah, looked super I, hype and if you have hbo max you get to watch it there hell yes you do <laughs> and i you know yeah. damn well that we got hbo max my dude speaking of which let's use that and kind of uh segue right into our second segment of tonight Devin. Segway. uh this is going to be what have we been playing and watching so Devin. You mentioned earlier that you've been playing Outer Worlds a little bit more because you thought you were only near the nearing the end and come to find out you aren't. So tell the people at home what <laughs> happened with you, my dude. So I like that game. I have not like gotten any story story spoilers or anything like that or even watched any videos. Um, and I was finishing the Planet of Monarch and I've just from the way that the game was talking about and the way things were going, I thought I was getting to the end of the game. I finished a few quests and then all of a sudden I have four more planets open up mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. I've only played four planets mm-hmm. so far, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. but, uh, but yeah, I, that again, it's just a good game, man. It's just a good RPG and, uh, it's just really fun and it looks gorgeous. And I mean, I'm just going to reiterate everything I've already said, so I'll spare my breath and everybody's ears because <laughs> they probably already heard it. But, you know, again, I can't with that being said, I can't stress enough with how good of a deal Game Pass is, especially like this is just one game and I've already put 26 hours into it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if that's not value enough, then I, I don't know what is, you know. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, I've kind of just been playing a lot of Pokemon and I've just been looking for a show to just put on in the background. And uh, I kind of started over the last season of uh, South Park, just kind of listened to. And boy, was that was that show just a little bit ahead of the time, just kind of hitting on the quarantine and vaccinations and everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, if you have children, don't watch that show around your children. Mm. I made that mistake when mm. I was a kid. <laughs> but uh, it's just a good little background show. Um, also, if you haven't yet, watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Again, Woo! we're going in-depth on it this next Saturday yep, at yep, 4 yep. p.m. Be there with us. Let's get fucking bitching and talk about this shit. Yes, but, yes, uh, yes. Right here at twitch.tv slash Show. Um, yep. Dude, that, you know, the more you talk about it, the, the more it makes me want to jump into Outer Worlds too. My issue is that there's, there's currently 
a good amount of games that I need to play because I have I have mm-hmm. to get through RE seven before RE eight comes yep. out. First off, secondly, mm-hmm. Outriders. Uh, thirdly, we're getting real close to a lot of games coming out. Real yeah. close, real close, yeah. dog. Like, and yeah. so I'm I'm like, you know, I, as much as I would like to to go through more of the backlog a little bit, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I have the time, man. I don't like it. It sucks because it's like there's so much that's going to be on our plates here so soon. That, like, I know because we're we're at a point here now that we're like you and I are going to have to start discussing like what games you and I individually going to be getting. Yeah, you know, even and, you Logan. Know, like we're going to have to like hop on with yeah. Logan and be like, "Yo, dude, like we got to figure out what games the three of us are going to be getting." You know, so yeah. it's like there's there's lots of content to be had, but that means time. If there's anything, if there's anything I can say, oh yeah. That being said, uh, please subscribe so we have more time to play video games. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. Please subscribe below. Thank you, guys. Um, but uh, you know, if you get Game Pass for PC, you automatically get every first-party Microsoft game, so you will have that covered. So that that'll be a nice expense, and even third-party games, as we've seen with Outrider, you know, mm-hmm. will sometimes be added to that. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of games coming out, man. There's oh, too many games. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, between like Returnal uh, and and the Mass Effect trilogy being, you know, like there's there's just and I and I already know damn well that you and I are gonna burn hours on the Mass Effect thing because I never played I it. I ordered it. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And like I like I never played it, so I already know that like just based on how beloved it is by everyone in the gaming community, there's no way I'm not going to fucking fall in love with it. And because all three of them, three games are going to be massive experiences. Like, do you know how much DLC is on that? Oh my God. I know. I know over 40 DLC is included with three games. Like I don't know, like how like, I'm gonna, because 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 we're we're gonna be looking at like review stuff later on down the road too. Like I'm gonna have to basically like spend like a good year playing through the Mass Effect games just so I can get through the story and stuff, just like as as often as I can throughout the week and you know, like little tid tidbits and pieces. But holy hell, man! Holy, it's hell. so like, good. I've played all of it already i actually own all three games and all the dlc already for 360 i I remember (laughs) you the longest time ago like right right around like eight nine years ago like you telling me like how like much you loved mass effect and that's actually like the game besides destiny those two games are the ones that i like remembered you for because it's like anytime that i ever saw anything mass effect i'm like that game devin told me to play that fucking game and i never did and like and then andromeda came out and a lot of people were complaining about it and i was like oh maybe i shouldn't jump in at andromeda but mm-hmm. you know i'm I'm just excited to finally get to experience it i really really am because so many people have said so many wonderful things about that franchise that like i'm stoked i'm stoked yeah, and if you've seen all the graphics comparisons between the two, you know, mm-hmm. the original and the remaster, it, it looks great. It really does. The texturing and the detail, the lighting in that game now, it was so dark and dingy before, and I never really noticed that. But now it's it's very vibrant and colorful and like almost cyberpunky. You notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I also want to clarify too for our listeners at home that like they they are not uh remaking the game. It is just a remaster technically. But even just off the stuff that I had seen, it looks light years better than the original did, yeah. even, regardless of it not being a remake. You know, it looks really and, good. 
I'm actually really excited to see how they updated the UI because uh, it was uh, very notorious, the first game was, for its UI and battle system because it definitely evolved over the series. So I'm really hoping that they kind of did a universal UI and battle system between all three where they took the best of everything and combined it because they obviously took the time to, you know, put in more effects and add details to the game and stuff. So it'd be really interesting to see if they did that because uh, that would just make the whole, it'd be, if you've already played the games, that would make it even more so re-worth playing. For sure, for sure. Yeah, oh, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, as far as stuff that I've been consuming, um, so I played a little bit more Outriders with our with our boy Mike the other night uh, with my Pyromancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to get further. I was like, eh, sure. De- you know, Devin's busy. We'll hop on soon. Um, the game the game is so much fun, man. I'm still so in love with this game. You and I need mm-hmm. to get back in and get your Devastator yeah. up, up to par so we can get back in with Mike and get this fucking game beaten, mm-hmm. man. Um, you know, I don't know if if we're trying to just mainline that fucking story so we can see it through and get to expeditions, but like, they, man, I I started doing some like the bounties and like hunts and stuff, and I couldn't decide if I wanted to save them for like end game so that the like the rewards that we get for them scale based on our level because I do know that it does that, so I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that now or later. So that was a thing that I sort of ran into as well. Um. Mm-hmm. But you and I definitely need to hop back into that game uh, ASAP. ASAP. Absolutely. I mean, if we have a little bit of time tonight, maybe we can play a little bit. My kiddo goes to bed at 9.15, my dude. Like, we can make it happen. I am so down. Perfect. Um, you know, uh, it's, 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 uh, I... I'm just, I cannot believe that this game has me so in love with it when I'm mm-hmm. not typically conventionally in love with games like this. You know, like I like I haven't felt this way about a take cover third person looter shooter since the division two. Mm. Like like the the Outriders has stolen my heart in a way that I did honestly did not think it was going to, especially when I was playing the demo and I was just so bummed out with like how much I didn't like how the Devastator felt for me. That like I, I was like, uh, I get I guess that's it. You know, I don't I don't know what it is about this game that's just not jiving with me. But after, you know, like you had convinced me, hey, you know, let's give it a shot. And I was like, all right, all right, fuck it, let's go. And opening up that Pyromancer for the first night when the game came out, and I was like, yo, this is mm-hmm. it. This is it. And then and then I I opened up a new character for each of the classes. So I tried the um the trickster was like, yo, this is dope too. And then the Technomancer, and I was like, this is super dope. Like they're like, oh my gosh, man, this game is damn phenomenal. I like that game, I do, but my heart kind of came back to me after that inventory glitch. I know, I know. And they, they say they fixed it from happening, but they have not remedied a situation for the people who have been affected. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, I know. And and we will see, like, you know, we'll give them some time and so on and so forth. But I mean, like, you know, things like this definitely down the road, just for, you know, listeners at home, we will be doing, like, full-on re of games and stuff in the future and little things like this are something to consider when we start moving into redoing games that actual like rating and shit for our channel because it's like little things like that are important that's a really big deal just the fact that like you had that happen to you you already felt just immediately diminished when it came to that game Mm -hmm. like your hype levels were just 
cut in half after that happened tonight and i could tell and so it's like little things like that are so like important when it comes to these developers and like obviously like you know we talked about with kai uh island style um you know like we we hold nothing against the developers and we get like what they're going through and stuff it that doesn't change the fact that it sucks yeah i'm not blaming them for it it just sucks (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure yeah um uh, so as far as watching things though um so a little fun fact about me every year i do a binge of uh house md the (laughs) classic fox show every year i binge either the first half or the second half and i spend every single day watching at least two episodes every night Mm -hmm. and I love that show so much, and I start it right about this time every single year. And it's sort of this weird, like, uh, like, like, like annual seasonal thing where, like, you know, like squirrels mm-hmm. feel like they have to hibernate when it starts getting cold. I get that, like, that house itch. I get the house itch <laughs> underneath my skin, and I'm like, I need to watch it again. It's about time. I got to watch it again. And so I've been watching um, uh, the second half this year, and the next year I'll be mm-hmm. watching the the first half and. God, man, that show was so good. If anybody has not watched that damn show, like, please watch that show. It is so good. It's so good. I'm that person. I've never watched that show. (laughs) It's so good, man. Now, granted, I will say it is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But the but but the first couple of seasons like start to feel very very samey with sort of like the Mm -hmm. same thing happening every single episode and that's fine get through the first couple of seasons the third season starts popping the fuck off you will be sold okay um there's a lot of episodes though it's like 22 to 24 episodes per season there's seven seasons so there's a lot (laughs) yeah there's a lot there's a lot you know so it is a slow that's why that's why i had to sort of like cut them into first half and second half yeah because i tried doing the entirety of the show last year and it took me three and a half months and i was like there's so much other stuff i need to be watching and playing right now like i can't keep doing this and so so this year i trimmed it down to the second half of the show and uh and i i fell in love with it again i've been burning through it man i'm already on uh uh, season five so i'm like super amped right. on that i'm super amped on that um other than that dude and we again we're gonna be talking about it on saturday but i cannot stop thinking about falcon of the winter soldier like i rewatched, Ooh. i rewatched that last episode and man my dude it ah. is easily one of the best pieces of content the marvel cinematic universe has put out so far man i cannot believe it just that the the last few scenes of that just uh i just want to talk about it so bad i know i, I know i know anything I know. for anybody saturday saturday uh, we will do a genesis will be so excited to join us for it because it is is going to be oh. so much fun dude yeah, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You, you looked like you were about to say something. What were you going to say? Um, it, what I'm going to say kind of segues into our next segment. Okay, okay. For, um, sure, for sure. But, you know, how do we want to see representation in video games and pop media? Beautiful. Um, segment three, everybody, yeah. tonight. And this is sort of the main course of our show here. Uh, we are talking about how do we want to see representation seen in video games and pop media Devin, go ahead and take it off from there. Cause I know that you were kind of moving into a thought there. So 
Well, I just wanted to talk about how it's actually really good to see uh, movie studios actually, you know, hiring the correct people for the correct roles instead of whitewashing everything like they've had a history of doing. Hollywood has been terrible at it. With that being said, I can't get my mind off of the fact that Mortal Kombat is coming out this Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Another movie they casted the fuck out of, dude. They casted the hell out of that movie. My boy playing Scorpion, being the the king of of any samurai or Yakuza movie that has ever come out. My dude is finally playing Scorpion the way he deserves to. I am way fucking high dog way like so and you know i it's you know we're get we're finally getting representation appropriately here and we're seeing it with shang chi we're you know we're we're seeing it with falcon and the winter soldier you know we're we're it's 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 happening it's finally and i when it when it comes to video games i just want to see you know appropriate voice actors you know for characters appropriate actors for their characters um i want to see i want to see a mix of heroes and protagonists and antagonists you know i you know it's things get so centered and it's it's finally so nice to see it just be a variety where it needed to be this whole time and just be true to what these characters are and these people you know, it's it's amazing, man. Even that's just talking about Shang-Chi earlier on. It's just like the mm-hmm. the way they cast that that movie and, and also too, just like the way that they set up like Asian culture in the Bay Area and just yeah. like their 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 outfits, like the way they're interacting with each other. And they and even just seeing like a brief two minute trailer nailed it like the, the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. movies, seeing that like these characters who are very much Asian in these games are getting Asian representation now in a correct manner mm-hmm. instead of Raiden being the fucking white dude from Highlander. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Anyways, I don't even want to dig into that. <laughs> I don't even want to fucking dig into that. Oh Those God. damn movies. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. But um, it's it's cool to like to see because the, these things are so damn important for people of color. These things are so damn important for marginalized people in, in general, because it's uh, just earlier on before we started the podcast, I saw that Pixar had put up a casting call looking for um, a young 12 to 14 year old voice actress that they could cast as a trans girl in a movie that they're, they're getting ready to produce. And so it's, mm-hmm. And and they even talk about like wanting to get a a young girl that can formally voice act and act the part of a trans girl correctly, and a better person to do that than a I don't know thirteen to fourteen year old trans girl. So it's like you know mm-hmm. there's there's so and the, even just like coming off the coattails of watching Euphoria uh, that I was talking about the the past couple of weeks, there is mm-hmm. a trans character. In that show, a, a main character named Jules, who is actually acted by a trans actress. And it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, like things like that, it, having that representation is so much more important than a lot of people realize. And, dude, 
We're finally starting to get it. Raya and the Last wow. Dragon had a ton of Asians voice acting in that movie. Mortal Kombat has mm. tons of Asians in this fucking movie. Seeing movies like Minari giving proper Asian representation, mm-hmm. talking about Asian immigrants moving to the United States. You know, we, we look at the impact that Black Panther had. You know, we, we look yeah. at the impact that um uh, uh uh what's that what's that new movie that sort of uh that kept out of kept out of nowhere. I think it was like uh Jonah and like the black something on uh on HBO I, Max. Let me let me let me get a confirmation. I haven't, I haven't seen this movie yet, so yeah, I, I haven't watched it either, but I've heard nothing but wonderful things about this damn movie. I'm pulling up on HBO Max now. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see here. Because uh, I saw a lot of people talking about it. I know there's just ads left and right of uh, <laughs> Mortal Mortal Kombat coming out. I'm like, yo, dude, it's gonna be amazing! It's gonna be amazing, dude! I'm so stoked! Oh my gosh, dude! I'm so stoked! Um, it's not popping up anymore. Uh, 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 uh. oh, damn it! I want to try to find it because I wanted to save this movie anyways. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! No, there, there's been just um. Uh, here, I'll, I'll... here we go. Here we go. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah—that's what it was. That movie had extravagant ratings and a lot of people raving about it. Um, the the representation of that movie is phenomenal. You know, like there, there's, there's just there's productions and companies and entertainment media makers for lack of better terms there, I guess you could say, that are starting to do things right. And little things like this start to make a difference going forward in a really real way. And it, it's awesome to to think about just like seeing it be done in small steps and small pieces mm-hmm. and, and tidbits that like, you know, five years ago when Scarlett Johansson got casted for Ghost in the Shell, Uh, (laughs) oh my god um how did that happen (laughs) i i mean they they were just like hey you're you're good looking you know sergeant kusanagi is good looking just be good looking and you know the the same usual hollywood bullshit like oh you know if the animated character is good looking you should be too and doesn't really matter but um there's Five, five, six, seven years ago, there was so many, so many potential opportunities that they could have gone about representation so much better, and they didn't. They just flat out didn't. And now we're starting to see these major pieces, these major movies and these major entertainment pieces like video games and such that are starting to like take the right make the right decisions when casting, when talking, when telling stories, you know, like a, a really big one. And I know uh, our, our boy, Mike over at a uh, game spot, he talked about crazy rich Asians and how like, yes, like that was a, a pivotal movie on Asian that representation. Movie was real, actually really good. I enjoyed oh, that so movie. Good. It's so good, man. I loved it. I um, loved it. Yeah. They, you know, thinking ahead. as well, uh, we have the upcoming cowboy bebop, uh, live action show for Netflix and John Cho is playing Spike. Mm, that's so right. just another good one out there for I'm everybody. Glad. Oh my god, dude. I'm a god. Yeah, it's it's just it's nuts. It's nuts. And it's awesome and it feels good, man. It really does. Mm-hmm. I mean like I, I know like 
me me and Kai Island style we're, we're talking a lot about representation through through being Polynesian in the gaming industry, and we talked mm-hmm. a lot about you know uh, Makoa in in Apex, Gibraltar. I mean, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, seeing like Dwayne Johnson playing Maui, you know, like there's mm-hmm. all all sorts of different platforms that talk about representation for large amounts of marginalized peoples that you know, never really got the proper representation too. One thing that I want to mention as well, though, is that there's there's still a few amount of marginalized peoples that, that they're struggling to represent in a way that doesn't seem like backhanded or like mm-hmm. double-edged, I guess you could say. For example, one being indigenous American, uh, indigenous American excuse me, mm-hmm. or a huge one, and uh, uh, Indian. Yeah. Indian Americans in Indian yeah. Asian, you know, and so it's like there, there's, you know, even even like they, they're still only dipping their toes into into trans people representation, you know, like just barely yeah. dipping the toes. There's I know there's a few games that are starting to really kind of like make it a mainstay, and uh, there's there's a few games that are doing it really well too. I think it was um uh uh, uh tell me why I believe is a game that talks about a or doesn't talk about a trans character, the main character just so happens to be trans. And so yeah. they don't make it a key point of the plot. They're just a character who just so happens to be trans. And, and that's, that, really and cool that's, too. uh, that's, uh, that's an Xbox game. I know which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just came out not too long ago. I'm brain farting on this. Table. Yeah. I, I, I believe, I believe it's, it's tell me why is, is the one that I'm thinking of. Yep. It is. Tell me why. Yep. Okay. It's tell me why. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and so and so it, it it you know just little things like that where like they don't make the character being being marginalized a sort of like key plot beat of that character's story because we don't need that you know like we don't need the Asian to be stereotypically Asian in the movie we don't need the black guy to be a stereotypical black guy in the movie because like then we start like talking about like whether or not that representation is actually harmful. And that's what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about when it comes to indigenous Americans and Indian Americans, because it's like, then we start talking about how, how those two groups specifically have been harmed so much throughout entertainment. Like, like we still refer to Indian in the cupboard and it, you Mm -hmm. know, things like that, that like just, just did not age well, did not age well at all. And we need to start to start moving away from those things. And the best way to do that is by properly representing them in pieces of media and telling a story that offers that representation without feeling like we have to dig so deep that it starts to feel like we're being stereotypical. You know what I mean? And so it's mm-hmm. it's it's awesome that we're starting to see some stuff when it when it comes to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, with that being said, I again, this is, you know, a long time coming. But we and I know we've brought this up before, but Camille Nanjiani mm. playing in Eternal, the upcoming movie Eternals. Mm. And he's yes, one of the dude. main characters. Um, I just sent you a picture of how swole he is right now. <laughs> yeah, where would you would you send it at? Assets or uh, um, I, I sent it to you on Discord. Discord okay. Um dude, my man's is looking swole. <laughs> like even bigger than when they announced he was playing oh, the yeah. part. Oh <laughs> it, literally, it literally says Camille Nanjiani looks eternally swole after a workout. <laughs> 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 that is amazing that's amazing dude holy hell 
<laughs> I just wanted to show that to you because I thought yeah, it was yeah. it was amazing and perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's, yeah, no, that that's that's a really important thing too because that that's like mm. an entire culture that they just yeah. haven't really represented much at, at all. And what's really you know? cool about that part, it's I mean, it, I really do want to see more about Indian culture personally, because that is just the the uh, the lore the you know, the everything that they have. There's so much that has not been shown to us well, here. I mean, and, it's and, like like what like off the top of my head, the only thing that I can think of that even just brazenly touches it is Life of Pi. And that's yeah. it. That's kind but, of yeah, it. That's, that's really that's it. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, in that movie specifically, Eternals that he's doing, he's just a normal person, essentially. Well, not really. He's an Eternal, but he's just, you know. Yeah, but, they're, white, but they're, not, like, they're not out yeah. here putting him like in like a traditional Indian garb or something like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and yeah. because, because it's not necessary. You know? Exactly. And um, there's a video game that I've seen. Um, what it's something in the monkey king it's an upcoming uh third person action game um something in the monkey king yeah uh, are you are you, gotta, are you thinking of that like souls like game yeah yeah that souls like game uh it, it, yeah it's it's being made by a um a chinese developer actually a yeah. black myth wukong is that the one you're thinking of yes yes yeah, so dude. from what i've read about that that is actually a very it's a very old mythical story in chinese culture and they're mm. actually bringing it to life and that's actually going to be a really fucking cool representation of you know just the history and mythology yeah. behind chinese culture right there well, i so mean that, like let's even sorry I, i'm interrupting you but I, I apologize okay. I, I wanted good, to man. i'm 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 so just hype on this subject because it's like you know we're we're just in this conversation alone we're starting to talk mm. about a lot of really great examples and one that i wanted to bring up was actually ghost of tsushima because that yes. that game is so pivotal in in proper Japanese representation of mm -hmm. just like now here's the deal I'm not I'm not you know trying to play devil's advocate here because it does some really really great things there are some things there are some grievances that are a little bit questionable like there's there's some some talk about like you know like does this represent Japanese like imperial uh age to be in entirely too violent you know things like that but just overall ghost of tsushima does a really really great job of of displaying this part of just thick japanese history that uh, about a part of japan that nobody had thought about before this game mm -hmm. had come out and enough so that the people that live on the island of tsushima granted special specialty honors to the developers of the game to allow mm -hmm. them to come and visit and see the island themselves and be a part of that community because they were so happy that they finally got the representation that they were wanting things like that make a difference things like black myth wukong telling an ancient chinese story in a way that that people will actually be engaged with it you know, mm. like the like thing and even Minari we were talking about, you know, like having um having that movie talk about Asian Asian American immigrants, you know, is is a very important thing. And I know we, we talked about it briefly before too, because I want to touch a little bit more on like the black side of it and other people of color. It's you know, Black Panther was amazing for the black community, not just you know, because oh he's black and they're black, but like Black children were able to look at Black Panther and see 
that, you know, as we talked about before, I can be a king. I can be a prince. Yep. I can be a hero. And now, like, yep. looking at Shang-Chi, there are Chinese boys that are going to be say, wow, I can actually be a hero. I can actually be, mm -hmm. like, someone special. I can be someone that, that takes care of other people. And things like that matter so damn much. And there's so many people that are so like, oh, we should keep politics and stuff out of games and out of entertainment. And I'm just like, why? Why? Like, like why does what does that even qualifies politics to you? Yeah, you know, like I, this. I hate that argument. It's just people trying to cover up their morality. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their questionable ethics at best. You know, it's yeah. like they 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 they'd rather not think about it rather than face the fact that like maybe they're not doing anything about it or they don't care enough. You know, mm -hmm. fucking assholes. You fucking nerds. You nerds. <laughs> Fucking, you fucking nerds with nerds your nerd hair. With your fucking Weird. nerd hair. You're probably out Weird home. Oakley's on your back. <laughs> Oakley's on your back. You're probably sitting there in your fucking yeah. basement with your fucking nerd hair thinking, oh, we don't want race in video games. I don't want an Asian guy in my movie. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway, trim your goatee without a stencil. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Good Kraken Show. Uh, <laughs> no, man, no, it, it, it's it's, you know, I'm I'm glad that that we are so open and willing to talk about these things. And, and there's so many other people, content creators like us that that are are fighting the good fight that are talking about these talks as well, that are talking about representation, like what that means for gamers and consumers mm -hmm. and people that love nerdy shit you know because like with video games getting so popular over the past few years like we were talking about earlier that breeds the opportunity for be able to for people to be able to consume content that benefit mm -hmm. the greater of society that benefit people that never were benefited before you know like the, this is it's mm -hmm. awesome stuff it's awesome stuff man absolutely and there's there's like it it just needs to to be a normal thing, it it should never be this hard for people to be recognized, and and this just needs to be a place of normalcy. It it just needs to get to that point, and that that's we're getting closer to it. And Lord knows, I hope that we will be there by the time you and I are, you know, on our hover wheelchairs, and we can see the day that like <laughs> all all people are getting representation, and you and I can be like get off our fucking lawn. <laughs> At that day, it'll be like get away from my hover pod. Yeah, I don't get, get off. Get off my hover sidewalk. Get away from my hover vehicle. Yeah. Imagine never having to actually mow your lawn, and there's just like a little laser that just comes up and just like. Pss. <laughs> oh dude dude all right let's let's get into it though imagine imagine a steak knife like a, a kitchen knife that you put a lightsaber but it's just <laughs> it's just a tiny little lightsaber that you can just so with that being said what if it you don't actually have to cook your steak and it's a piece of raw meat and then the lightsaber reverse cooks it where it's medium rare oh. but it's radium on the inside and rare on the outside because oh. it cooks every slice oh. you cut oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah okay but here i see i see your grilling knife and i raise you an insta grill okay you put the steak in you season it you you tenderize it do everything that you want to do with your beautiful new york strip okay you lay that bitch in there you close the lid you open it and you're already eating you're already George eating, okay? George Foreman grill? 
<laughs> uh, George, George, four thousand men grill. <laughs> that I tried. I really reached with that one. I really did. But but but, yeah, but look, listen, man. There's so much potential technology that we could dive into here because, yeah. like, we could do Insta Grill. We could do um uh hover hover cars like cars that don't just hover 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 cars you know cars that that hover but they also have an extra propulsion underneath them that allows them to hover above their hover so it's like a plane but it's not dangerous you know what i mean yeah well how about how about a coffee maker in my fridge like you know like a water dispenser but coffee oh but iced coffee yeah. Oh. <laughs> my boy, you're on to something, my friend. And I mean, you can play video games on your TVs now. So yo, why not? Dude, yo, <laughs> that you know what? The iced coffee thing doesn't sound far off. A, a Brita filter, but iced coffee. It's just like you pour it in and it just produces iced coffee. You know what I mean? Cold brew dispenser. Devin, <laughs> Devin, we got to get ourselves onto Shark Tank here, dude. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to get ourselves get ourselves invested. Let's get some Asian investors. How about a fr- a dispenser for just frozen Reese's peanut butter cups too? Oh, you know I like that. <laughs> you know I fuck with some frozen Reese's peanut butter cups, some, my dude. And some pre-sliced slant, uh, um, spam to combine with it. You know, some <laughs> spam and eggs with Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> yeah, some, some pre-sliced spam. You always here. have the I always got a can of spam on stock, dog. I'm telling you. Cliche I, I, eat it. <laughs> I eat it and it just like pops back up, you know? It just pops back up. It's, it's funny because prepackaged. Kai has a whole ass fridge behind him on his streams. I don't want to even hear it, okay? Kai is the <laughs> legend when it comes to spam, dog. Yo, spam, if you're seeing this, forget us. Go sponsor Island Style on Twitch because he deserves that shit. He deserves a spam sponsorship, bro. I'm saying. With that said, everybody, thank you for coming out. This was the Good Kraken Podcast, a show for nerdy, marginalized peoples giving you the video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you wanted to hear live here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 1 p.m. right here on twitch.tv slash Show. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing below, going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in the About section of our Twitch channel, and clicking that bell and big red beautiful button by subscribing or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. But until next time, Black Lives Matter and fuck you, Derek Chauvin. Black Lives Matter. Fuck you, Derek Chauvin. Fuck you, Derek Chauvin. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you.